This scripture reading and the following address were part of the YouTube streamed worship video by St Paul's Lutheran Church, Box Hill, Victoria, Australia, on March 13, 2022. For more information, visit www.stpaulsboxhill.org.au. Second reading comes from Paul's letter to the Philippians, chapter 3. Join together in following my examples brothers and sisters, and just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For, as I have often told you before and now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. This is the word of the Lord. Look up. Look up at Christ, Christ figure on the cross. Well, he's not on the cross. It's a transcendent Christ. He's neither nailed to the cross, but he's risen, and he's greeting us with peace. And he's also in the position, perhaps as he will come again, with peace, and going to embrace those he calls his own. His arms are stretched out wide, inviting us. His arms are stretched out wide, to protect us, he welcomes us. And being welcomed and belonging are two important aspects of the Christian fellowship, just as they are in any family and community life. Being welcomed and belonging includes being safe. And if we, we are safe, we relax and can be ourselves. If our church, our marriage, our family, our streets are safe, we continue we contribute more in life and enjoy the freedoms afforded of life here in Australia, ideally protected by law and by accepted behaviours. You know that many asylum seekers in desperation risk their lives and the lives of their children to live in our country. They make a perilous and expensive journey knowing that they will have to spend time in detention centres with no guarantee of being given citizenship. In our Old Testament reading, we heard of one of the first refugees, Abraham, or Abram, as he was known then. He was told by God to go from your country, your people, and your father's household to the land I will show you. And in the New Testament, Paul says that like Abram, God has sent us on a journey to a new land. And he says that our citizenship is in heaven. Well, citizenship is so important because it provides security for, for our future. And even though asylum seekers may live in their new land, they don't have all the benefits and blessings of that new land until citizenship is given to them. Every year, we see thousands of people becoming citizens of Australia, and we celebrate the obvious joy that it brings them. It's interesting that Paul sees our citizenship as already having been achieved, just as Isla's citizenship has been assured today by God's covenant through baptism into what Christ has done on the cross. 
We didn't share the images that were of the Old Testament reading of sacrifice with the children this morning, but that's exactly what the covenant that God made with Abram prefigured the sacrifice of his own son. And that's the sacrifice that we share in when we, when we come to the altar to receive the body and blood of Christ, a new covenant. Our citizenship is already processed because Jesus has gone ahead and processed our claims. He says, my father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. So our citizenship is in heaven, but our life is lived here. So how are we to live? Our true life in heaven is obscured by the realities of this life. Things that are more dominant in our eyes and our ears, the realities of suffering, the realities of life with its struggles and finances, unemployment, depression, loneliness, grief, and divorce, war. You can, add, you can add an endless array of struggles, can't you? We are citizens of heaven, but yet to be freed of our struggles and responsibilities in this world. How are we to live as God's people? Some of our present struggle is with the enemies of the cross of Christ. Those who ridicule our beliefs, who suggest we believe in a fairy tale, they include our families and friends who may have even once believed but now reject our faith. As I look at the destruction and interruption to lives and loss of life in flood-affected areas of Queensland and New South Wales, and at the deliberate destruction caused by Russian troops sent into the Ukraine under the lie of being rescuers and peacekeepers, it's enough to bring tears to my eyes, as I'm sure it has to yours. I shake my head in despair at our world's lack of moral progress. As a pastor desiring the eternal good of people everywhere through sharing of the gospel, I, like Paul, am brought to tears and real sorrow for people who reject God's grace. I'm made even sadder when those who are taught the faith and have walked with us have fallen away from due to careless disregard and in some cases deliberately have rejected their citizenship. Our tears share in the the same compassion of Jesus who wept over Jerusalem. God's own people had repeatedly rejected him and the prophets that he'd sent to them and even killed the messengers of his word. All Jesus wanted to do was to embrace his people and to show them love. Jesus loved Jerusalem, especially her temple, the heart of the nation's worship of God, a house of prayer where God placed his name and promised to be present with them in peace. Jesus wept over a city that was divided by self-righteous racial prejudice, that was oppressed by military might, and its temple filling its coffers at the expense of the poor. And he also wept because her religious leaders did not recognize God's promised Messiah when he came to them. Certainly, Jesus weeps over our cities too, when we do the same. But as those who know Jesus as Lord and as citizens of his, Kevin, of his kingdom, we want to share the love and joy that we have with our family and loved ones. And so it's wonderful that the, the Morrison family have shared their faith 
with this new beginning for Isla, that she might receive her heavenly home. We want them to be with us in heaven. And sometimes the rejection of Christ, despite our prayers and witnesses and witness, makes us question God. What is he doing? Even Abram questioned God, perhaps even doubled, doubted how God was going about his work. For Abram was childless, nearing a hundred years old. He wondered whether God would honor his promise of an heir. But God responded with a covenant to reassure him that he hadn't forgotten about his promise. God also responds to us with the covenant, the covenant of the new covenant of Christ's own blood. Something that is unbreakable, an unbreakable contract by God because he is the one that makes it with us. We might not understand everything that God is doing in the world, why he delays in returning, why he doesn't prevent uh, the destruction of cities and, and the, the course of people having to leave their homes. We might not understand what we are going through at times in our lives too. But God reassures each of us that our citizenship is in heaven. It's assured. And that while we journey here, Paul also says we wait expectantly for our Saviour, the Lord Jesus Christ. He will return our humiliation into glory. He will turn it into glory. And just as our journey, and the, just as the journey of, by asylum seekers drawn to the promise of hope and new life here in, this, in any new land is difficult, our journey to our heavenly home is also difficult and prolonged. The difference is that we don't have to wait for our citizenship. Our citizenship is already granted. And even though we endure a present time of waiting, we trust that God hasn't forgotten us. So what are we, how are we to live? We're called to stand firm as we wait on God. And we do not simply stand like statues, however, waiting for his appearing. We are called to actively live out our faith, full of generous compassion and hope. We're not only to shed tears for the lost, but we are to work and serve others so that, may, that they may come to know the love of God through us. God who wants to embrace them as a mother hen embraces her chicks. Citizens of heaven go well beyond weeping. I reflect on my response to the, the crisis in the Ukraine and, and uh, the floods in New South Wales and Queensland. I no longer throw a red ball to my dog at the park. I throw a blue and white ball, a blue and yellow ball. I wonder, is that helping people over there? I've changed the spelling of my chicken dinner from uh, Kiev to Kiev. Thank you, Coles. But like, no, like, and as I watched the, the Unite Australia uh, concert on television last night, in, in a, a, an appeal through the, uh, giving through uh, the Red Cross, I'm reminded that small gifts, small things as well as the large gifts all make a difference. So even the small things that will help us remember the Ukraine, they will make a difference. But I wonder, should I do more? I went to Bunnings and had a couple of sausages yesterday. I wanted to give more, but my wife said no. <laughs> Is that really making a difference? Yes, even little things are making a difference. Let, not, let us not belittle the Bunnings sausage sizzle. But we can do much more as the citizens of heaven too. We've got people, the Christian people in 
neighbouring countries that we can also support and pray for. Jesus' compassion went well beyond weeping, serving even his enemies through the cross and the grave. So we're also to pray for the people uh, of Russia and the soldiers that have been sent into that land. He sets us on a path to welcome, feed, and clothe, and inspect, and to respect the stranger. But tears with no other practical response and nothing but shed emotion. God's compassion is always accompanied by action to comfort, to heal, and to put things right. He gave his life that we might have life. So don't just weep over the scenes of flooded and war-torn communities. Pray that God brings peace and comfort to those who are suffering and be part of his spreading, the spreading of his wings. Be his love in the world. Show grace and acceptance, just as we have welcomed and, and been accepted by, we have been welcomed and accepted by God into his family, made permanent citizens of his kingdom at great cost to himself. There's still room in Australia for, for those refugees from the Ukraine. We do pray and hope that they can return home, but if those who can't, let's make space for them. Now stand firm in faith, fully alive in the spirit, active in service and mission as you wait your joy and crown. And in the face of all dangers and powers that oppose you, let the loving arms of God embrace you until you are safe where you truly belong as citizens of heaven. And until that day, may the peace of God that far surpasses all human capacity and understanding keep our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord, our Lord of peace and protection. Amen. Amen.